You're listening to the second to first episode of the Wicked Podcast. I'm Mike Moore. Be forewarned, a lot of this is about fundamentalist, church-focused, Bible-reading Christianity going more than a little bit wrong, but it is not intended as an attack on faith either. It is largely about depression. If trigger warnings lowered rather than raised levels of emotional upset, I'd include one. But statistically, they don't seem to, so I won't. Each episode is me explaining what was going on in my adolescent life that occasioned the writing of a song from my unreleased concept album, The Story of Peter Gray. I never released it as an album, but I wrote it as a book, and I guess now it's kind of a podcast too. I'll continue for the two of you who are still listening. Episode Zero, Preamble. When Don Miller was still in his creative Portland phase, he wrote that art is nothing more or less than finding ways to say, I was here. People have been writing that on walls since forever, like since before the Roman Empire forever. It seems like a satisfying human thing to proclaim. Miller went on to say that art might then expand into, I was here, and it was like this for me. It might move on from there to, I was here, and it was like this for me. Was any of it like that for you? I want to know. I relate to this. A guy I know named Joel, though, says he's not terribly fond of art like mine or Roger Waters' face Pink Floyd's that more or less says, come feel my pain with me. I guess I see that point of view. There are, of course, failed attempts at art out there that fail because they're so obvious and on the nose that they are more of a sermon than anything else, an after-school special from the 80s. They are a tool designed not to make you think and feel and ask questions, but to direct your behavior and claim to have the answers. They are preachy, secular sermons. The propaganda. I don't think that's very artistic. The other extreme, of course, when it comes to art, is to make something painstakingly random and unexpected with the intent of confusing people, throwing them off, baffling them with your own inscrutableness. The point is that no one will get it. To maybe tickle people's brains, but not say a whole lot in particular to most people, thus proving they don't know about art and are unimaginative and boring. Every day there are people in art galleries going on about how clever and unusual you have to be to truly understand how clever and unusual a given piece is. I always felt cheated when someone with a hit song that had enigmatic, mysterious, arty lyrics got cornered by an interviewer and finally just admitted that the words didn't add up to much of anything, but were in there to sound lyrical with the music and that's about it. Looking at you, Michael's type of R.E.M., I'm a big believer in the therapeutic value of sharing our battle scars with one another, though. I think it's where most art comes from. Trauma as the mother of expression. It's keeping it all in that allows it to continue to twist you up inside. But you can pull the shards of shrapnel out of you one by one and make a sculpture of them for your end table. That works. Helps you move on. And it's art. Not a fun place to live all the time, of course. I was here. In my teens and twenties, I wrote poetry that I then recycled into songs, which I then formed into an entire concept album and decided to record. I was trying to make sense of a lot of things. I still am. So, a concept album it was to be. Problem is, that by the time I figured out how to even start making an album, nobody much was buying or listening to albums anymore anyway. There didn't seem to be much point in trying to make my own version of Pink Floyd's The Wall when it hadn't been 1979 for a long, long time. A long time. So, 
all that musical stuff's been lying around for five years here, 10 years there, 30 years by now for some of it, with me picking away at it from time to time without any real purpose and not really getting anywhere. A project without purpose goes nowhere. I needed to do something about that. This COVID season, I was messaging back and forth with Evan, and what I thought I'd do is set myself this mental task. Do a podcast that's as clear and brief as possible. I excel at neither of those. Using a song from the concept album to focus each episode. Explaining a song will be each episode's purpose. The idea is that I will have to try to limit my meandering thoughts to what's relevant to the song in question, explain what one needs to know to properly understand that song, and end with a recording of it. Now, we live in a society, in a time, when being discreet, being private, not putting one's private self out there, is seen as safer, mature, classy, wise, professional, cautious. We're like teenage boys looking at you, the Dimitri character from Cobra Kai, who've never asked a girl out despite swooning over many, congratulating ourselves that we never gave a single girl the opportunity to say no. According to this way of thinking, putting personal stuff, creative stuff, private stuff on the internet is, in the words of Ulysses Everett McGill in the Coen Brothers film, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?, the acme of foolishness. It's supposed to be all about the carefully crafted persona, the success-signaling social media avatar blocking who we really are from sight, keeping all the embarrassing and weak and sad and unideal stuff away, the white picket privacy fence blocking one's less selfie-ready life from the public eye. Well, Art says bollocks to all that, and sucks tear on tea as well. Art says, I'm going to sculpt some of my experiences into something other people can see and hear. And the thing is, being vulnerable doesn't actually make you weak. If you can fake it, in fact, it's a key road to success in Hollywood and politics alike. To anyone selling anything at all, in fact, especially church. Compulsive liars can pepper their language with, I'm not going to lie, like they're doing you a favor for being uncharacteristically honest, and for once, just this time, needing a disclaimer because they're not going to be telling you lies. They can do this with a sly smile, like there's nobody here but us chickens and Chet from accounting. So for once, let's get real. Where's the real you the rest of the time, I want to know? And what's he or she up to? I don't feel safe around people who generally fake it. So, as to vulnerable, for nobody's like me, if I share with you a glimpse into a few of the weakest, darkest, most personal experiences of being me, and you use that to try to mock or attack me, when we're not on the internet anyway, the world knows what to do with people who do things like that whether it does or doesn't know what to do with people like me. I was here. It was like this. Maybe some of it was the same for you as well? Let me know.